0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Bourbon Over Baseball with your host, Bob, and co-host for the 2018 season, uh, Peter.
1: Glad to be back.
0: Yes. Now we get to talk about your favorite team. You know, we had my Indians, who disappointed, but your team was a little better this year.
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, the Milwaukee Brewers had a fantastic season, a franchise record 96 wins thanks to Game 163. Yep. And uh, the best team that I've seen in my lifetime. Yes. So it was uh, a great ride for me.
0: It was a good team. I mean, I was I was rooting for them. I was rooting for a Brewers Indians World Series. We both could be happy now with the cards. People can play that way.
1: <laughs> yes, we're really excited to match them up. Uh, pretty shortly after we finish this uh, this podcast. There you go. Yeah, we're we'll excited to see
0: what what happens.
1: <laughs> so but yeah. Um, so do you want to
0: go us through the lineup? I mean, we assume we have the MVP, Kristen Yelich that's going to be playing for the Brewers. Um, I think you're going to take a, a not a long shot, because I'm pretty sure he's going to get it. But this team was stacked this year and made incredible pickups throughout the year. And before the season started, I mean.
1: Yeah, no, and the, the lineup starts out that way with Lorenzo Cain, big free agent signing. He's, uh, I think, maybe your favorite yes. player in this Brewers lineup. Um, a very prototypical leadoff guy for a cost-efficient 340 points. You get an on-base 10, speed A, and uh, plus 3 defense in center field. Not a lot of power, um, but if you just want a guy to lead off and get on base and set the table for you, he's exactly what you want.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this is the guys that, that I draft around a lot of times. These are high-speed, high-defensive players. Uh, when I do my, my draft leagues, these are, these are players that people are looking for for value, and I think this guy, being a 10 on base, uh, he gets uh, on with a walk at four. No home run, but like you said, leadoff guy with a 10, speed 20. This this guy's clutch.
1: <laughs> Speaking of clutch, <laughs> the MVP, oh um, my God. who I'm just, you know, I'm so confident he's going to win. I'm putting the set out with hey. the MVP award already on his card. It's Christian Jelic. Yes, I second uh, that. <laughs> he's... I I think the 570 points is going to scare some managers away, but he really brings everything to the table. Plus two defense in left field, right field, on base 10, faster than Kane at speed 21, homers at 18, doubles at 14, single plus at 13, also gets on at four. Jelic is a beast in every phase and is worth being the guy you spend the bulk of your points with to just put in the two-hole.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about a guy that barely gets out when he gets got the advantage, and when he does have the advantage, basically 13 or higher, he's getting on second base. I mean, you're talking about 50/50 50, 50 shot. That's a very impressive card.
1: And unless the other manager has an incredible catcher behind the plate, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be on second place if you roll four. That's because right. Because
0: absolutely he's got right. The wheels to the Yeah, I, I love Chris Nielich. I love him as a baseball player. I love seeing him play. Just unlike Jose Ramirez, who dropped off at the end of the season. Chris Nielsen turned it up at the end of the season.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he just, it was incredible to watch, especially as the Brewers went on their huge tear to catch the Cubs. He's going to be a Milwaukee legend for the rest of his life, no matter what he does for the remainder of this contract, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of buying
0: uh, jerseys for players on certain teams, and I just feel like Yelich might be the guy I get for the Brewers. I don't know.
1: Um, and then uh, probably my favorite-looking card in the set. Yes. is among the, the next two I'm going to talk about, which are Travis Shaw and uh, Jesus Aguilar, mm-hmm. the Jesus. Yeah. Um, both players go into guys I love to target in my drafts, and that's the on-base 8 home run at 16 players. Mm-hmm. They bring a lot of power. Um, people can be a little trepidatious to spend 360, 370 points on an on-base 8, but that's right where I like to, to make the magic happen in the heart of my order. And both uh, both Shaw and Aguilar fit that bill, especially Shaw with his defensive Absolutely. versatility.
0: Absolutely. That, I mean, that's what I'm looking at when I look at Shaw. I say he's got the pop. He still gets on base at a five, uh, but multiple positions and a, pl- and a top-rated third baseman uh, that can play second if you're in a league that, that needs a second baseman or an injury league. Jesus Aguilar, uh, former Indian player. But power, again, only one through three out. I mean, this these are incredible. I mean, the Brewers were so good this year. <laughs> Yeah, And, and those, plus one at first base. I mean, this is, you're not slacking off with this guy either.
1: And that's what's nice about this Brewer team. You get a lot of versatility for defensive adjustments later in games. Because um, right now, you know, Shaw only plus one at second base. You got Mustakis in the starting lineup, who's a downgrade at third base defensively from Shaw. But later in the game, you can move Mustakis out of the lineup, mm-hmm. plug in a guy like, uh, like Scope, yep. Scoop. However, I think it's Scope. Jonathan Scope. I always just call him Shoop! That's, that's, so, that's
0: exactly how I say Shoop. I, just, I don't yeah. know what
1: his pronunciation is. Uh, I'm, I, whatever. Jonathan can come in and play good, plus uh, second base, move Sean over, Yep. and a uh, lot of flexibility. Unfortunately, in the starting lineup, the on-bases really die off after those first four. Yes. Because uh, then we're we're left with Ryan Braun and Mike Moustakis, who have incredibly potent charts, but as on-base six guys seem unlikely to get their charts very frequently.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got the power, but you're right. The, the on-basis isn't there, and it wasn't there for them this season.
1: And as a Brewer fan, that really accurately reflects what this <laughs> uh, this lineup did, and that's, you know, you're going to get some real cold stretches. They're going to get shut out or held to one or two runs based on solo homers kind of frequently, especially against higher control pitchers. hmm um, and then rounding out the starting lineup, you've got Manny Pena and Orlando Arcia. Both guys, very good defenders. Not going to give you much offensively due to their on base fives.
0: Yeah, they're basically only there as a salary pickup
1: uh, for defensive picks. That's about it. Yeah, Arcia needs a, a postseason stats upgrade <laughs> if he's going to be really playable. Um, oddly enough, their bench actually has two players on it that are. Already upgrades uh, over the starting lineup. Perhaps all three, because you—it's very arguable that uh, shoop, shoop would be an upgrade over Arcia, just based on his uh, much more potent chart, despite the lack of defense. Mm-hmm. But Granderson, as an on-base eight with sixteen speed and a pretty decent chart, um, doubling at fifteen with that on-base eight, yeah. definitely better than Braun. Yeah, yeah he's, and
0: uh, on-base eight's nice.
1: It is very nice. And that just gives the lineup more depth when he's in there. So if I'm, when I'm playing with the Brewers during the 2018 set simulation, I'm definitely going to plug Grandy into the starting lineup over Braun. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I guess I'll have him DH because he's plus zero, and I do DH all around just to make life easier on It'll playing be all soon. these games. The NL is switching uh,
0: over in the next five years,
1: I'm sure. Fingers crossed. Yes. Um, and then. Eric Thames, you know, another on-base six, but as good of a chart as Moustakis and Braun have, Eric Thames takes it to the next level with an absolutely beautiful double at 9, triple at 12, homer at 14 setup. Yeah, boomer bust. Um, And I think he's going to be one of the the sneakier draft picks in the class, even though he's 250 points. Because we sort of specifically suppressed uh, control throughout just to sort of give more opportunities and more excitement for guys who are on base five and six. I think Thames is going to get a chance to wreak a lot more havoc, uh, than it might appear on first glance. Although it's a big drop off from his breaking onto the scene, 2017 card, which is like Aguilar and Shaw yeah, an on base yeah. eight Homer at 16 guy who absolutely tore up the 2017 season and led the national league in RBIs.
0: Yeah. I could see this guy, um, making The sim season, not well, real life. I, yeah, well, yeah. I could see this guy uh, making my friends go crazy because they uh, they get the advantage and then they roll like ones and twos and they go absolutely Ooh. crazy. This is a guy that where you like you just know you're going to get a home run. Yep. And then you roll a four, but I, I like that guy too. Actually, I think you're right. I think this guy's going to be sneaky, getting in some teams.
1: Um, and I'm really sad that Eric Kratz couldn't make the lineup. He just he didn't have enough at bats, so that's also why that. matter like Domingo Santana. Yeah, he, he barely came through this year. He had a really good 2017 card. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. That's uh, an on-base 9, 380 points, who homered at 18 with uh, 19 speed. He was, was a good card, and he just vanished yeah. from the team. So. Yeah. Um, well, let's go
0: down to the, the the starting rotation now, which is obviously less impactful than the Indians was, but it's something to shy
1: away from. Uh, yeah, it's just definitely a significant drop-off. Clearly the weakness of the team. Um, Chassin actually put up a pretty good card. Uh, all the pitchers are five IP guys. There's not a single six or better IP starting pitcher in the five Brewers uh, starters that we made this year. But Chassin is the, the cream of the crop. He's basically David Cohn with one less IP. Yeah. Um, Wade Miley, solid three, one to 17 out guy. Big ground ball ratio. I know a lot of pitcher, uh, a lot of managers like to strategize around getting ground ball pitchers and building up that infield defense. So he's definitely someone that they'll keep uh, on their radar for 380 points, mm-hmm. kind of cheaper thanks to the five IP. Gio Gonzalez, kind of similar. He's uh, a tier below Wade Miley, giving up uh, a walk at 17 versus Miley letting guys on at 18, but. That 17 to 19 walk ratio is really nice. Just ensures that you can keep speedier teams at bay if you make a mistake. So that's always a a minor plus. Chase Anderson was a huge disappointment this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year, he was an incredible Tier 2. He had an ERA under 3, was very good. His 2017 card is 530 points. He's a control 4 with 1 to 17 out. Absolutely a stud card, and... He, he lets on two more uh, off his chart now. Now only 1-15 to 15 out, and he gives up the dreaded home run. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, he drops off a lot. <laughs>
1: uh, and then rounding it out, he's never been very good, but he'll give you some innings. It's uh, Junior Guerra. It's not, not really a card I expect to get rostered much except for a desperate manager who's got 150 points and needs a starting yeah. pitcher at the very end of the draft.
0: I mean, but this this exactly goes to what the brewers were looking at i mean they were a team that pitched four to five innings let's get to uh-huh. our bullpen let's match up players so this this really well speaks to the way they pitched and their lineup and it, it makes for the strong bullpen which i know people are going to look at this and go what the heck is going on but uh i think uh you you can explain this card but uh uh the bullpen itself was uh was pretty awesome
1: oh it was um we make reliever, car- so starting pitching, based on the volume of innings pitch, we like to reward ERA a little bit, and we factor in ERA and whip when we are creating our tiers and mixing, matching who gets what charts. For bullpen, due to the small sample size of innings, we just go purely based on whip because runs are, honestly, when it comes to relievers, kind of luck and circumstance related a lot of the time. So Josh Hader was one of the five best relievers in baseball. That comes to a surprise. No one. He had an ERA hovering right around 0.8. Incredible year. But he gave up 2.43 runs per 9A as his ERA. So we couldn't reward him with a huge control because he had to be kind of a boomer bust pitcher. He gets the IP2, and uh, that's how he ended up with this control 3 1-19 out card.
0: Yeah, this card's more expensive than any of the Brewers starting pitching, which is incredible, but my friends are raving about this. They want to draft him in the first few rounds. They think you could build a team around a guy like this, which is in real life. I mean, he was the National League best reliever. I think American League was Edwin Diaz, but this was the guy that everyone feared. And when you look at this card, I fear him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and um, for good reason, because he has incredible potential to just go one, two, three, four, five, six for two innings and just cruise through lineups. It's going to be nearly impossible to get a base runner off his chart, and if you do, it's only a walk. The risk, though, that control three makes him highly vulnerable to giving up charts, especially against guys who might have really, really good charts as an on-base six. And uh, because it's obviously eye-popping, and I have a feeling some of our readers and listeners may be afraid that it's overpowered. With the one to nineteen out on his own chart, I did a play test with him. So I took Hayter and I faced uh, the Brewers lineup with Thames in his DH for uh, for ten innings. And in those ten innings, Hader gave up six hits and two walks. He uh, he ended up having six one two three innings. So sixty percent of the time, he just shut down the Brewers lineup very easily. In two of the innings, he gave up both a walk and a hit. uh, One off his own chart, the other three off of other hitters' charts. There was one inning that Christian Yelich managed a single. And then in, uh, I believe it was the sixth inning he pitched, Hayter gave up uh, a walk off of um, Yelich's chart, gave up a double to Shaw, and they held Yelich. And then... Uh, Eric Thames hit a three-run blast. And so, yeah, and that's the, the high-risk, high-reward that yeah. you got there. So at the end of the 10-ending the play test, turned out that he had a 2.7 ERA, and it turned out he had a .8 whip. So, very close to his yeah. real numbers, and it made me feel really good about this card. Yeah,
0: I feel like this is a super accurate card, and most people will look at this card, I think, and, and maybe think of the Randy Johnson from the 00 mm. season. He was a three control uh, that can do 1 to 18 outs. Uh, same kind of thing. He dominates when he rolls high and does not dominate when he rolls low. This is the same kind of guy you're going to get.
1: And the same potential to get out of jams
0: with the huge strikeout ratio. Oh, yeah, Absolutely.
1: But the guy who I personally am more excited to draft is Jeremy Jeffries.
0: Oh, yeah, this guy's a stud.
1: Love my control six, one to 15 out. Love his one through eight strikeout range. This is the guy that I'm going to pick to plug into my bullpen to use whenever. And I wish that he had pitched like this a little more during the real-life postseason.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: <laughs> and then uh, rounding it out, the depth in this bullpen, got a couple... Uh, Control three pitchers with one to seventeen outs and big strikeout ranges in Canable and Soria. Sadly, Canable had a really rough two month stretch there during the regular season that knocked him down because he was a uh, control five one to seventeen out guy last year for two hundred sixty points in the bullpen. And if he had stayed at that level and he honestly felt like he was back to it in the postseason, you mix all three of those guys together. It's no wonder the Brewers had a uh, Kansas City Royals-esque bullpen rolling through this postseason. Absolutely.
0: I mean, I was super excited to watch them. They they did remind you're right, they remind me a lot of the Royals, the way they performed. Um, but I think they were exciting for everyone to watch. They had Kristen Yelich playing. I think everyone was on their side. Uh, you know, it's... yeah. But when we eventually get to the Dodgers, you the listeners will find out why. I mean, their team is just loaded.
1: <laughs> it's insane that the Dodgers did not win the world series yeah. just based on the amount and the red sox and dodgers both well over fifty-five hundred points on both of those teams just stocked with talent but it's stunning to me that the dodgers didn't find a way to do it
0: now um, now let's uh break down one other thing here is uh, a change from normal is the color scheme that you use yes. on the um The brewers on we didn't talk much about the indians ones which we switched from the red that most people are used to to a navy blue which looks really sharp but these brewers ones they're very sharp so we want to talk about that
1: yeah and i i think the the indians one works well too and i think that goes to one of our overall design strategies with the set which is to make them a little more colorful uh make the teams as unique as we can and really make players pop so um for the brewers there's a lot of teams with navy blue backgrounds and, you know, a lot of the Brewers players wear navy blue jerseys and they blend in a lot. I don't think any other team has the wheat color to go with it. It's very unique. It's very Brewers. It's very Milwaukee. We made sure to match exactly the secondary color from the Brewers official wallpapers that they give out. And, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of this design. It's a slight improvement over the one I was using for the 2017 cards. And it's just a very rich wheat that really makes you think of the beer the brewers are brewing up
0: <laughs> absolutely i mean i think what's gonna be nice is when you lay these cards out you from a distance walking up to like say someone playing you're saying, oh the brew oh that guy's got Christian yalich up it's just yep. so visually easy to see I, I love the way the color scheme works and i think uh our listeners and our viewers will will see that going forward they'll see these colors and really enjoy them and, and hopefully you guys give us our feedback, and hopefully you guys like them too. But I think we're we're trying to make everyone happy here.
1: Yeah, and I hope uh, I can make the few Brewers fans who might visit the <laughs> the page happy with the the couple of throwback uh, cards that I made as well. When I was really starting out with Yelich, was the first card I made for the set. Uh, so his point value hasn't been adjusted on his throwback card, but had to make one with the old glove MB, the light blue, and Yelich in the throwback jersey and because he's my favorite player, Eric Thames also got the, the throwback treatment. So yes, I love help it. the fans enjoy those alternate cards.
0: Absolutely. yeah, And we might have more later on for uh, for alternate cards. But for now, let's we're going to try to just roll out the teams uh, that we can. I think next up, if I'm not mistaken, is the World Championship Boston Red Sox. And we'll hopefully get in that team next week. It's going to be pretty week. good. And we can break that one down as well. There's some studs on that team as well. Is probably another MVP candidate uh, who might actually have it by the time that one gets released.
1: Mookie! Yeah,
0: there you go. Uh, with that being said, I think we're good here, and hopefully you guys stay yeah. tuned and find out, uh, see some more cards next week.
1: Yeah, definitely, and uh, make sure to let us know what you think, and we look forward to keep rolling out this set. Absolutely. Have a great one, Peter. All right, you too, Bob.